So when something costs more, usually we try our best to avoid it, and you hope that supply and demand takes over. I'm not paying that much for that thing. How do we establish price these days? Well, you do go to a lot of supply and demand. Why do you pay a dollar for a small bag of chips? It's probably a little more than the dollar. Why do you pay $3.99 for a bag of Doritos? Why do you pay $3.99 for a bag of Doritos? That's not worth it. I love Doritos. I haven't bought one in a while because I walk by and say, I'm not paying $3.99 for a bag of Doritos. But when it comes to gasoline, it's a little bit trickier, isn't it? Because you can't just say, yeah, well, I'm not going to buy that. I'll, I'll go to the cheaper station. Yeah, but what if there is really no cheaper station? We have an opportunity to examine this, courtesy of some data that Moneris has put together. And joining us right now is Jordan Williamson, who is the Director of Product Strategy and Development at Moneris. Jordan, thanks so much for taking some time for us today. How's Monday? That's great. How's it going, Mike? I can't complain right now, other than, yeah, I, I right now have probably another day before I've got to get gas, and it looks like the smartest thing to do is get it before April 1st on Friday because that's when we have another hit from our carbon tax, but nothing seems to be falling anytime soon. I think we're all fascinated to know, has the spike in gas made any real changes in the behavior of drivers? What have you found? So it hasn't really changed the behavior of drivers. At the end of the day, people still need to go where they need to go. So despite paying more, drivers aren't necessarily filling up uh, less frequently. But where it has made a change is in their pockets. So those average transaction size, that's the term that we use, average transaction size, they grew significantly uh, year over year. And, and just over the last little chunk of time where we saw these prices increase. So when you're using the word significantly, lay an example on us. What are we talking dollars and cents? So compared to last year where the average fill-up might have been around, you know, $52, $53, we're up at $67. So that's a 26% price increase. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think it goes a long way to almost matching what we've seen at the pumps as well. So that's jumped. If we're looking at the number of transactions, are you noticing anything there? Because you would think people are trying to fill up as as little as possible, even though if you're driving regularly to work, that's not going to work out too well. Have you seen anything that comes through the data there? So one thing I would say is we, we, we're, we've seen an increase since last year, around 5% increase of, of transaction count. Now, Last year, we were more significantly impacted by lockdowns and people weren't getting out as much. So you could assume that numbers were going to go up more than 5%, but we're still seeing an increase. So definitely people aren't holding back because, as I said, people still need to get uh, where they need to go. I would say, though, that we're seeing an uptick in other transit methods as well. So passenger rail, buses, taxis, et cetera. Those are jumping up as well. So you could see some people opting for other transit methods, but overall, people still need to drive and, uh, you know, they might grit their teeth and, and, you know, be upset when they're getting to the pump, but they still have to do it. Yeah, you could make it $200 a liter. You're still going to have people 
who have to do it. We are talking right now with Jordan Williamson, and Jordan is the Director of Product Strategy and Development at Moneris, and we're looking at some data that Moneris has put together with regard to transaction sizes, number of transactions since that spike in gas prices. This basically looks at February 28th through to March the 13th, and you did mention that Canadians are looking at other transit options. Do we know whether that's increasing, or do we know whether that was pretty steady through that time period? Yeah, so over the time, it, it seems like it's a, we're looking at it as a snapshot of this year versus next year. So we're up, you know, for example, um, railways are up 8%, uh, bus lines up a couple percent um, for, for the average ticket size, so the cost of those services. But when you look at the number of transactions, it's significant. 221% on the passenger railways and 154% on bus lines. So people are moving a lot more using these methods. But as we said, um, people are, the, the economy is opening up. People are moving. People are starting to get back to work. So maybe as people are having these back-to-work decisions, maybe they're opting to look for a public transit method. But overall, for most of us, we're still going to have to drive Well, we appreciate you going through the data with us, Jordan. Thanks so much for the time today, and uh, here's hoping that we can see happier prices at the pump at some point or another way around it. I think that's that's years and years and years away. In the meantime, tell me what I got to pay, and I'll put a card in the pump and worry about it later. Have yourself a good Monday. You too. Thank you so much. That's Jordan Williamson, Director of Product Strategy and Development at Monero.